Today is Friday, February 24th. The title for our devotional is With Jesus in Glory. Today, let's end our week by focusing on another theme in these verses, the glory of Jesus and the glory that he has imparted to his followers. John 17, 20 to 26. Let's read it one more time. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them, even as you have loved me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am, and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them, and will continue to make you known, in order that the love you have for me may be in them, and that I myself may be in them. Jesus says in verse 22 that he has given them the glory that you have given me. Remember, he's talking about the people who will believe on the message that the apostles deliver. So this extends from generations all the way down to us. In some sense, then, Jesus has given his glory to those who believe in him. It's a bit ambiguous what he means here, but if we take it together with the glory mentioned in verse 24, this is likely pointing to the resurrection life, which believers who are united to Christ experience now in part and then will experience in full. Jesus, in his incarnation, was the fullest revelation of God to creation. In his incarnation, he has revealed the character of God and the power of God. We see these all throughout his ministry, but most notably in the cross and the resurrection. The love, mercy, and justice of God was on full display in the cross. His character was on full display. The power and magnificence of God was on display in the resurrection, how he had conquered death and sin. Yet, even those displays of Jesus' glory, not to mention the Mount of Transfiguration, walking on water, raising Lazarus, etc., are not the fullest display of Jesus' glory. The glory he has in heaven with the Father is beyond the glory that the disciples witnessed here on earth. The glory he has now is more magnificent than anything we can imagine now. In verse 24, Jesus expresses his will to the Father. He wants those the Father has given him, that is, the elect, to be with him and to see his glory. This is the fullest fullness of his glory that is not muted by the incarnation. This thought is almost too overwhelming. Jesus wants us to be with him. There are often times in life where we feel unloved or even unlovable. If we are in Christ, we can have confidence that Jesus wants us to be with him in his presence, and he's praying for us to be there. This is undoubtedly a reassuring thought. Thus, in application to believers, the transformation of character and even our mortal nature is given to us in Jesus as we receive his glory. It is experienced now in part and will be realized in full in the new creation upon the second appearing of Christ, where we will first of all experience the fullness of God's glory that he has for us. This will result in the full transformation of our mortal flesh into immortality, as we read of in 1 Corinthians 15. There are a few other New Testament texts that point us to the resurrection glory that we experience in Christ, or that Christ has given us. Let's read 1 Corinthians 15, 50-56. I declare to you, brothers and sisters, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Listen, I tell you a mystery. 
We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. In a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. There again, Paul is talking about how our mortal flesh will be transformed and changed to immortality at the second appearing of Christ in the new creation. 1 John 3, 2 says it plainly, Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. See the fullness of his glory, and we will be transformed into the glory that Christ has for us. 2 Corinthians 3.18 And we all, who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Reflection time today, take heart. If you're in Christ, you're experiencing the glory of Christ in you now, as your inner life is being transformed into the image of Christ, and you're seeing it on the faces of your brothers and sisters in Christ as they are transformed as well. Be filled with hope. You will one day be fully transformed into the glory that Christ has for you. If you're struggling with sin, your sinful nature will be done away with. If your body is failing and you are ill, you will be clothed with immortality and resurrection life. 